In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to do some Q&A. A lot of people over the years, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, but I get questions, especially from friends or family or acquaintances. As soon as they find out I'm a therapist, I, I get bombarded with questions. Some of them good, some not so good, but we're going to do Q&A, therapy Q&A. We did this, gosh, had to be over a year ago. It's been a long time. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to answer questions um, and uh, we'll give you some information about therapy. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist. We're here back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Welcome back, sir. Welcome back to you, Matt. That's Matt Fox, the other voice you hear. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Excellent. Yeah. Good Good Fourth of July weekend. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was relaxing. Yeah, which it, is nice. It was actually, kind of, yeah, it was very relaxing, to be honest nice. with you. I uh, did nothing. I don't know. I, I have to bring this up because it's something I saw, but it, nobody was hurt. But if you've seen the video on Facebook or on, I might have been on TikTok originally of this, this, this family in their yard and the kids are lighting fireworks. Yes. And it just, just, just exploded. chaos. They, they all just start exploding in every direction. There's like a stampede to get out. And I'm like, ah, oh, there we go. Yeah. That, that, that's about the 4th of July. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just, it, it's a okay again. No one got hurt, but it's great to watch. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, heads up, heads up. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a few videos out there like that, but you know, there was oh, also boy. yeah, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast, it, and it did. If it, you've seen the video, but there was also a story about a young man that lost his life over the Fourth of mm. July holiday because uh, playing with fireworks, boys will be boys, as his mom said. So, yeah. but you know, just be careful. Yes, Come be careful. On. I mean, I know the holiday's over, but um, just be careful. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's that's the moral of the story. Mm -hmm. So, thanks, folks, for joining us. We're in the podcast, your voice, Southfield Studios. It is podcast time. Um, the as as of the time we're recording this, it's a Friday evening. We typically record right before five, usually five to six, maybe a few minutes before, because we got we, we get a couple other shows that bump up to us. So it's all good. So no worries. So thanks for joining us. <clears throat> Wherever you're listening, if you're listening to audio, whatever your platform is, please collect, connect, subscribe, join, subscribe, like wh whatever it is that connects you to the podcast. Um, we're shooting for we're we're, we're three three downloads away from 800 so um Love i just route. just checked today we're at 797 so yeah connect to us download the podcast listen uh recommend it to others and leave a review that's the big thing too whatever your platform is spotify stitcher uh, itunes whatever mm -hmm. it is google leave play. a review yeah. uh, because that that would be very helpful yeah, folks, let me tell you where you can find me. Website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Facebook and YouTube 
are Motor City Hypnotist and Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, which are all Motor City Hypno. That's H-Y-P-N-O. That is H-Y-P-N-O. And as we do every episode, and I know I say this, um, but we there's always in the show notes a free hypnosis guide link. Click Correct. on the link, download it. Two-page PDF tells you about hypnosis. It connects you with me as well, just so, so I can see that people want it. Um, it's a cool thing. And and if there's something or, you know, just, just as just, is like a, a brainstorming a little bit, if, you know, maybe there's something you want some specific information on, just hit me up on social media yeah. uh, or, or through my website, uh, through the contact link, I will get that email directly. Um, so again, anywhere you're listening, please leave a review. That would be fantastic. Yay. Well, we need a winner of the week, Matt. We do. We do. All right. What are we doing? That's what we're doing. <laughs> That's how winning is done. All right. What you got this week, my so friend? I, I got two good. Well, we're, we're recording two episodes. When I say we have two good ones, this is a good one. And then listen the to the one? next episode. Okay. It's a fantastic one. All right. Um, a six-year-old girl who realized after disembarking their flight that she had lost a tooth aboard the plane was desperate to get it back. <laughs> wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Yep, yep. So she boards a plane. Yep, her they go on a flight. Her, her, tooth, her tooth was already loose. Probably. They, they gave her a Bischoff. <laughs> yeah, they gave her a Biscotti or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, Bischoff. And she, and she lost her lost tooth. Lost her tooth. Okay. Yes, aboard the plane. All right, got it. So seeing this... A passing captain with his jacket, cap, and ep- is it epaulets? Epaulets? Epaulets. The things that the shoulder things or the the stripes. The um, I I wouldn't know. I know them as stripes. E p a u l e t s. Epaulets, sir. Okay. So stepped in to write a note to the tooth fairy to explain the situation. Okay. Lena and Laura Larman were at the tail end of a long travel period with a return leg from Norway to Greenville Spartanburg International Airport, South Carolina. Interesting. Um, interrupted in New York with a 36-hour delay. Could you imagine a 36... A, a, a th- in New York? A three-day delay. At LaGuardia? Okay. <laughs> Finally, stepping off the plane must have felt like bliss until at the baggage claim... When six-year-old Lena realized she had lost the tooth. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> we tried to walk back to the airplane, but security was closed. It was 2 a.m. Um, Mom Laura told Good Morning America, adding that Lena was crying and very emotional. When she realized that without the tooth to place under her pillow, there would be no corresponding visit from the tooth fairy. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, as a parent, um, this is something that this is an objection yeah. that you can overcome very easily you without could. having <laughs> to put a whole bunch of people through. Well, yeah, without without causing a lot of drama or or and, external and, and ending up on Good Morning America. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Go I on. mean, you just say, "Oh, we don't really need the tooth. The tooth fairy knows." Yeah. Is that the an tooth easy fairy explanation? T- the tooth fairy. The tooth fairy was actually flying next to the plane. She and already took, took it. it. She's don't worry. She's she's good for she's yeah. good for. She, an IOU. She knows where she right. knows where you live, right. or he knows where you live. Doesn't yep. matter. <clears throat> That's when United Airlines captain Josh Dusho, okay, seeing Lena's distress, stepped in to help. 
with his captain's bearing and official uniform, there would be no doubt that a quick written explanation from Captain Josh would be an acceptable receipt for the Tooth Fairy's records. <laughs> <laughs> the story is really well written. All right. Okay, here's the note. Dear Tooth Fairy, <laughs> Lena had a tooth fallout on her flight to Greenville, wrote Duchau, who piloted the flight. Okay. He, so he was the pilot of their flight. Fair enough. Please take this note in place of her tooth. Mother Laura later shared the story on Instagram and Facebook as a break from a world of bad airline stories. United Airlines released a statement on Duchos' part declaring, we're proud to see moments like this that underscore our commitment to going above and beyond for our customers and creating an airline where good leads the way. Okay. And, and anything for some good PR for United. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and it's really, you know, I, I, here, here's where I can be critical of social media at times because there's, you know, a lot of just, just, Mm -hmm. Just crap that you have to sift through. Then every once in a while you see a good story that comes up and sure. it gets the attention of people. Sure. And then of course, like this, it went viral. It's been it's the 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 uh, Instagram and, and Facebook posts have been viewed I, I don't know, tons oh, of times. Sure. I didn't see the totals, but but yeah, that's a cool thing. The, mm -hmm. the, the captain could have been like, you know what? I've been flying for days. <laughs> I'm just getting my bag and I'm leaving. For sure. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, the human uh, element I mean, does, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so good for him. So for for Captain Ducho and Lena. Little Lena. Little Lena who lost her tooth. Good story. She's got eighteen more. winners of the week. <laughs> How winning is done. No, I don't. I don't mean to make. You know, oh make no, light, no, no. But it's just, that's just you know the pandering that sometimes you do to well, the children. Well, and out I think there, too that the coincidence that he just happened to overhear this at the same baggage claim that, okay. and the flight he just, you know, he's he probably was ah, da, 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 like this in the background. <laughs> what the fuck is it with you? It's probably what he thought initially. Well, you could have. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! But yeah, they, you know, just you know, when I was you know five, four or five years old, and I lost a tooth, you know, like so. Yeah. <laughs> and what would I get out from the tooth fairy? A buck, fifty cents. Really? Yeah. Parents were that cheap. <laughs> well, nowadays <laughs> it's like ten, fifteen bucks well, a tooth. Well, I don't know what. Well, I mean, my my son will be twenty in a couple of days, so I have I don't remember what yeah, yeah. what I have no idea what we were doing. I'm going back to the seventies, you know. Well, yeah, it was, it was 50 I, well, I, I grew up yeah. in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, I was you know. It was a nickel for you, probably. <laughs> I probably got like a wooden a wooden nickel. <laughs> oh, good for you. So oh, okay, well, thank you for sharing. No, that's a very it's a very heartfelt. Yeah, thank you to a, the pilot. It's a nice, cool yes, thing. It, it, it's just a nice story. That's that's why we do these. All right. The, there are good people in the world. There are good things happen. There are. We're just you know. making, we're just picking on them. But, but that's what we do here, though. You know, we have fun. We have fun. That's yeah. what we do. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> for you! Thanks. So Q and A. This is it's Q and a. a. It's been a hot moment since we've done a Q and A. It's been a long time, over a year, I think. It's been it's been a while. So so a, a while back, and you can go back and look the episodes up, because um, I believe, and I didn't go through every single one of the past show notes for from those episodes, but. Uh, whenever we're out and, and, and my wife and I make a joke with each other. Well, maybe she makes the joke and I just listen, but because mm. whenever we're out and it comes up that we own a therapy clinic or that I'm a therapist, mm. all of a sudden everybody wants to t start talking to us and ask questions. 
and okay. um, it's like, oh, so what, what, what you know, what I, I don't know. It's it's almost like they they want a they, they want like a five minute therapy session immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I have a son who's, um, you know, I think he's on uh, hooked on drugs. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be like a holiday party. Why, you know, and not that I don't want to help people, sure. of course. But the whole point is, is that it's like, um, you know, if, if, if everywhere you went, Matt, and somebody asked you about finances, mm-hmm. at some point you'd be like, uh, <laughs> yeah. What in blazes are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I don't Sometimes. do that every day. Yeah, because cause you're, you're, you're off of work. You're out of yes. your, you know, you're not in your work thing. Ask me how I'm doing, not about, anyways. Yeah, so, but, but you get what I'm saying. So, so what I thought would be, would be cool is if we answered a bunch of questions. Now, a lot of these questions come from my social media, people who ask things or discussions. Um, a lot of them come from a site called Quora. If, if those of you who know what Quora is, it's like a site where... Um, People ask questions of of individuals who are mm-hmm. experts in their areas. So, like, there's a whole therapy section where therapists can comment on on people's questions. So, a lot of the questions came from there mm-hmm. about people asking questions. Before you dig into it, Alan yep. checked in. Alan, happy Friday! Glad to see you checking in, Alan. Uh, oh, Alan got a quarter. Yeah, oh. still felt ripped. Alan, off. you must be you you must be a lot younger than me. <laughs> Because I don't think I got a quarter. <laughs> <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I could, I don't, does Tooth Fairy give other things other than money? Have you ever heard of that? Um, uh, I just wondered. I, I don't know suppl- if I've ever. School supplies. Crayons. <laughs> here, here, here's a pencil under your pillow. Sleep tight. <laughs> you know that spot between the eraser and the pencil? Oh, my ear. <laughs> I build that for you. There you go. Can't you imagine somebody just having like a, a folded up shirt under their pillow? Hey, nice clothes, gentlemen. I didn't know the Salvation Army was having a sale. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, just just side thought. Yeah. So if I just people got anything other than money. So I just glanced down at your paper, mm-hmm. uh, at your notes here, mm-hmm. and I see the first question. Yes. And you know what? When I first saw you, I was like, wow. Yeah. He's a good-looking dude. Nice. So go on. Thank you. <laughs> Doesn't well. You must. You might have missed a word. Oh, the question. <laughs> the question is: Does it matter to you what a therapist's office looks like? Oh, a therapist's oh. office. Well, looks now like. I'll answer the question again with Matt's interpretation. Does it matter to you what a therapist looks like? Yes. We're going to do both. Okay. Let's start with the office. Does it matter what a therapist's office looks like? So if you go in to see a therapist, I believe 100% it matters what their office looks like. Yeah, it does. Because it is a reflection of them not only as a person, but as a professional. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a story. My wife won't mind me telling this story. Years back, I'm talking prior ch- prior child, so we're talking over 20 years ago, her and I went to see a marriage counselor. Okay. And um, so we... we um, First of all, we, we, we go, we do the initial paperwork, and then the guy comes out. Okay. Young guy, you know, n- nothing striking or, or nothing. I, I can't even picture the guy's face. A very generic, you know, just, just a young guy. Mm-hmm. Comes out and says, okay, um, I'm, I'm so-and-so. I'll make up a name because I, honestly, I don't remember his name. It says his name is Joe. It's like, I'm Joe. Nice to meet you. Come on back. He turns and just walks away. And And... By the time we get to the door to go into the office areas, he's he's like disappeared. We have no, we have no idea where to go, like left, right, which way did he go? And then there's bends at the end of each hallway, right? So it's like, what? what? So we stood there for a second, and then all of a sudden he peeks his head back and says, "This way." 
So all of a sudden, I was already like, and and and, by, be, I, and yeah. I, I'm working at this time as a therapist. Yeah, you you know should, this. This should be annoying so, at this point. Yes. So I'm already kind of, I'm already kind of off kilter and kind of like, ah, geez. Here we go. So we get there and we get into his office, and 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 Kendra, if, if she's listening, she might be able to, to 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 expound on some of these details. I felt like it was in a dorm room. Really? Yes. Nice. He had posters up posters on the wall and not just posters like and again i i well, it's, like, it's like hanging in their posters or like just like posters that you just tape like poster on the wall like tape to the wall like a kid's room would have do you know what i'm no, saying no frame no frames no frames <laughs> uh-huh. there could have been frames i i take that back but i don't remember frames i remember posters but star wars but one of them was was a woman in a bikini i don't remember who it was <laughs> It was, it was either, somebody it, famous. It was either one Kathy Ireland I mean, or it was, two Sidney Crawford. This is in the. This is like in the in the. Well, it had to be late nineties. It either had to be right, one Kathy right, Ireland right, or two Sidney Crawford. But, but but Kendra and I looked at each other. We're like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> and we're like, "What is happening?" Yeah, Kendra uh, Kendra did pop in inappropriate autograph. Well, yeah, a couple of these posters were signed too. Oh my! So like goodness. this guy actually went to like a comic con or something to get these <laughs> things signed, or you know, some other thing. It was just really weird. Oh my goodness! And and it just it just didn't feel comfortable. It didn't feel like a place where you want to open up to someone. Sure. And um, you're not in a, you don't feel like you're in a safe space. No, it it just was it was just it was kind of crazy. It really was. Mm-hmm. And, and um, needless to say, I believe, and of course, my my better half will correct me. I believe we probably only saw this guy for two sessions and thought, yeah, yeah. this is not going to work. So it was one of the autographs in the uh, in the office uh, from the hedgehog. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good for good, you. Good callback. No, but I think one of the posters could have been somebody who may have worked with the hedgehog. Oh my gosh! That's, oh, that's... yes, <laughs> I, I believe so. Yes, yes. Kendra just verified it. I thought, and I couldn't tell you who it was. Thanks, Kendra. I couldn't tell you who it was, but it was a female, and it was an adult entertainment oh, uh, my uh, actress. That's <gasps> oh. Great Odin's Raven. That's so now wild. think about that. Here's a therapist who brings clients in to talk to people, what and te- this is what he has. And and first of all, you're a like, couples therapist. Well, he probably worked with couples and individuals. Okay. I don't think he was right. just solely couples. Okay, but. all right. Because you guys, you're just said mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like, what is going on here? So yes, a long story short to that question, yes, yes it, it matters, matters. <laughs> because if you walk into an office like that, run. If as a client, you you do not want to see this therapist. It's, no, guarantee me. I yeah, guarantee yeah. it. Their uh, their morale is a little morality is a little skewed at yep. that point. So we're going to modify that question. Or morals, I should say. Yes. So the office needs to look professional, and and, and I, I'll tell you what I have in my office. I have a desk. I have I have a leather couch, two leather couches that are that are on either wall. Mm-hmm. Um, the paintings are generic. Like I have a Van Gogh on the wall okay. there's a couple of art pieces nothing nothing that's that n- nothing crazy i mean 
you could go ultra modern or you could it's like a house if you've ever been in a house you're like man this this is weird in here does one couch face east and west and the other one face north and south depending on the person no they're not facing okay they're like side to they're side, side like so they're an L. yes okay yes in an l All so right. so because some people have to lay facing north or some people have to lay facing yeah. west and well and typically just to clarify i don't do i don't do traditional psychoanalysis which would require people to okay, lie down fair enough so they're, just we're always to... in seated positions right. now i have when i've done hypnosis people some people would rather lie down flat gotcha. which which is fine All right. um so yes, it does matter what the therapist's office looks like. Thank you. Now for that. let me let me ver- let me modify that question to what Matt thought it said. Does it matter what your therapist looks like? Yes. I'm going to say, as a therapist, I believe it does. Now, not not physical appearance, but outward. You know, they're they're how you how they present to them. How they yeah. If if, if you go. In, in, in here, I, I'm, this is going to sound a little judgmental, but I want to be honest because that's what I do when I talk to clients in therapy. Mm-hmm. So if you go in and you got somebody who is like just has dirty clothes on and disheveled and looks like they haven't bathed in a week. And yeah. I, I and here's the thing. Therapists are human beings. We are not we are not perfect people. So and, th- and this is the misconception I think a lot of people have that when you go to see a therapist, they have all their shit together. Mm hmm. On the contrary, some of the most effed up people I've ever met in my life are therapists. He have a brain like a chicken. I'm serious. I, I've worked in many, many different offices over the last 30 years, and some of the most messed up people are therapists. So, sure. so just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, I think it does matter what they look like, especially if you get a feeling that this person doesn't even take care of themselves. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it might be hard to make a connection with them on an emotional mental level that you would need to have successful therapy so they may not practice what they preach that could be a good thing yes right um now some people may be a little bit more shallow and think wow my therapist is ugly i don't know (laughs) i and and see i i it just base it's just just based on the person because everybody's coming from their own world their Mm -hmm. own experiences their own backgrounds and yeah, if, if 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 as a client you just think I I just I don't I don't feel comfortable here for whatever reason, right? Just don't, it doesn't matter why, mm-hmm. but you need to be with somebody you're comfortable with. Right. So yes, I think it matters what the office looks like. I do think it matters what the therapist looks like to some extent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's true. Is, or how they present themselves. Or how they present themselves, which yeah. is part of it. Okay. What's the next okay. question? Is eye contact important in therapy? I, as a, as a client asking that, I could take that one of two ways. Is it is it important for them to have eye contact, or is it important for the therapist to have eye contact with the client? Now, definitely, mm-hmm. the therapist should have eye contact. Now, okay. here's the thing: it shouldn't be constant direct eye contact all the time. That, that there, there's a there's that a, gets a little creepy. There's a there's mm-hmm. a human response of when you're being stared down, mm-hmm. that fight or flight response kicks in. Right. Like you, either you feel threatened or you feel like being examined too harshly. Okay. If that's if that's a good word. So Alan posed a question, and and this can go towards your answer here as well. Oh, good can, question, can Alan. A, can a marriage counselor be truly qualified if the therapist has never been married? And when you're talking about eye contact, yes. you know, who's he, who's he going to look at? Who's he going to look well, at? Well, yeah, look at both. Yeah. I, Alan, I will say yes. 
Short answer is yes. Now, here's the thing. I, and I use this analogy, and I know it doesn't quite fit, but, but it does give you kind of a general idea. I have never been in a war. I've never been mm. under fire. I've never had live combat. Okay. That doesn't mean that I can't help somebody who has experienced that. Gotcha. Uh, if, you're, if you're an MD, if you're a doctor, and, and say you're a cancer doctor. Right. You don't necessarily have had to have cancer to be able to help cancer patients. Mm. So as a therapist... I think, yes, you, you can be an effective marital therapist, even if you've never been married, because you understand the principles of communication and relationships. Now, even if those relationships are not marriage relationships, you've had relationships with friends, family, significant others, even though you're not married, I think they can still be effective. Right. Now, I would definitely, uh, here's the thing, and here's the thing to ask for based on Alan's question. I would ask them, how much experience do you have in this area? If you go into a therapist's office and say, how, many experience, how much experience do you have with couples? And they say, um, not much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, and I know I don't know anybody that would answer it that way. But it's important that, that somebody you see has experience with what you're dealing with. Sure. If you go to somebody and say, hey, like if somebody came into my office and say, hey, have, do you have experience helping people with anxiety? And I'm like, yes, I've been seeing people with anxiety for 30 years. Mm -hmm. I worked with a lot of people with anxiety. Mm -hmm. The client is at that point going to be like, oh, good. Mm -hmm. the, this, this person can help me. Right. This person may have some kind mm -hmm. of inclination as to a direction to point me in. And a lot of therapists focus on specific populations. I know therapists that deal only with, um, um, I guess, people in legal that that have legal uh, issues in their past, like oh, convicts wow. or people who've right. been incarcerated. Okay. okay. And and that's that's their population. They specialize in that. They deal with them almost a hundred percent exclusively. Mm -hmm. So it's important to ask what experience if, if what you what you're going in for that your therapist is experienced in that. Oh, I like that. So eye contact. Let's go back to that. Yes, I think eye contact is important. Now, if a client, I and I I'll even bring this up to a client. If I'm talking to a client and they've never looked me in the eye yet. Mm -hmm. I can, I can deduce a couple of things just because I've been doing this for a long time. They're probably very nervous. Okay. They haven't met me. It's the first time they've seen me. Sure. So they're probably like, I, I just don't know. I'm just not comfortable yet. So I, I will not push that. Now, if we're 10 sessions in, we may get to a point where, where I think, uh, you know, I want to ask you something. I noticed that you don't, often don't don't keep eye contact with people. Does, mm -hmm. how, why does that make you uncomfortable? So I, I, I will kind of lead into asking questions about it so that I can find out why that is. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been abused. Maybe they've, I don't know, maybe they just have really low self-esteem and it really freaks right. them out to look people in the eye. Which makes them anxious. Which makes them anxious and leads into a lot of the issues. So, so yes, I think eye contact is important, but yes, not direct eye contact staring. <laughs> I, I had a client years ago. So, how are we doing? <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just, just stare at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I had a client years ago. This guy was a nice, nice, he was a young dude, nice guy, but he, honestly, we would sit down and he would stare at me the entire time right in the eyes. Oh my gosh. And sometimes I would, I, I, in my mind, I would have to fight the urge to say, to, to like evaluate. I'm like, has he blinked yet? It's been like 10 minutes. <laughs> it was a little bit disconcerting I would for imagine, me yeah. as a therapist doing therapy and talking to people every day. To me, I was a little bit discombobulated because mm -hmm. I'm like, man, this guy... 
he does not go off the he just stays locked in constantly wow so um it, it can't be a weird thing but yes eye contact is important got it next question is it normal to not want to talk to your therapist you know that's a really good question is mm-hmm. it normal to not want to talk to your therapist yep. either you are you might feel ashamed about Mm -hmm. about having to be totally honest with your therapist about it because you have been working towards a goal and this is like two steps forward three steps back right why you don't want to meet your therapist yep and you already know but that's what you see a therapist for because now you recognize that right and and a lot of times in therapy you have to work through difficult issues that might sometimes bring up some resistance if that makes sense it does i ain't listening to you no more well maybe but Mm. But, but but a lot of times therapy is difficult, and when you hit those difficult areas, I know, and I've seen it over and over again, mm-hmm. people will sometimes be like, oh, I can't make it today, I'm sick. And then the next week will be, oh, you know what, I forgot, I'm, I'm out of town this week. <sighs> And, and they won't really say why they're not coming, but but I know I I, I get the feeling because I'm like, boy, that last session we had was really emotional, and and we're getting into some areas they might not want to talk about. Sure. So I will I so so if somebody like that, I will I will end up saying to them, I'm like, hey, listen, I know that last session was a bit heavy. Uh-huh. Let's make sure we keep the next one. We'll back up a little bit mm-hmm. and make sure that you're good and comfortable. The uh, gentleman that uh, I was talking to, the therapist that I had, did that mm-hmm. exact thing because we had gone through, you know, a succession of, you know, very heavy topics yes. over like two yes. or three weeks. Uh-huh. But then that that fourth week, you say, you know what? Let's let's lighten the mood a little yeah. bit. Let's learn. Let's we'll talk about what some of your experiences are with your DJ work. Or yes. So yes. Kind of lighten Absolutely. the mood, just to kind of keep that keep that open communication. If yes. You will. And and that's what a good therapist will do. A good therapist doesn't go in like a bulldozer and push through everything no matter what. Sure. That that's not what a good therapist does. Um, so so yes, it, it it is normal not to want to talk to your therapist, especially if it's something that you feel like, oh boy, I don't I don't know if I want to address this right now. Huh. That's okay. Resistance is, is normal. I would talk to your therapist about it, though. The best thing that you can do as a client, and now people have a hard time if they're not confident or they're not assertive, Mm -hmm. to say to their therapist, hey, listen, I feel like I don't want to keep this appointment because I I feel like I'm not ready for this yet. If if your therapist is good, they will say, listen, keep the appointment. I'll make sure that we we keep things at a point where you're not overwhelmed with it. Love it. That's the way they do it. So, folks, we're going to continue with Q&A Part 2 next episode because we got a bunch more questions and some of them are are pretty are pretty funny like i'll just give you a couple (laughs) teasers um uh what about your therapist and social media how many tattoos are too much for a therapist (laughs) actually i have one for you how do you know when your therapist is firing you (laughs) well that's a good one too yeah so yeah we're going to come back and answer a bunch more questions next episode folks that will be q a part two hey our facebook live people stick around we're recording one more episode those of you listening on audio whatever platform you're listening on jump ahead to the next episode or if it's not there yet, it will be there on Tuesday or Thursday. The Perfect. next Tuesday or Thursday. Love it. Change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time.